Counting calories is out. Weight loss is an internal game, what I like to call weight release, and it all starts from within. You're listening to Confidence From Within, a podcast for women ready to feel good about their bodies, rediscover their confidence, and share their brilliance with the world. I am your host, Juliana Lehman, mind-body weight release expert and lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number 43 of Confidence From Within podcast. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And our guest today is Hannah Mahindro. And Hannah and I explored her experience rebuilding herself after a difficult and long divorce. She talks about the many injective values that she had to face and how she had to break through many constrictive modes to transition towards an empowered place while taking care of herself and her son. She vulnerably shares how it seems that the world was constantly making her doubt herself and how writing has helped her process these deep emotions. I also love that we got to discuss that transformation takes time and sometimes much work is being done and much resistance is being faced and, you know, resolved even when from the outside looking in, it seems that we're barely moving forward. Hina shares her process for rebuilding herself and learning to give herself permission to feel her feelings. I was deeply touched by her journey and I know her story will inspire you too. So let me properly introduce you to Hina. Hina is a single mother of an almost teenage beautiful boy who has been the catalyst of her spiritual awakening. Hina is a certified life coach and a lot of her coaching surrounds around love and how we express it, our needs for it. Uh, She helps people explore how they can generate love in their lives and she considers herself a rebel at heart. She is a deep feeler and she has found or realized rather that her will cannot be crushed and she is now beginning to believe it as she actually practices to trust. She's an author and has recently published a book, Ignite Your Inner Spirit, which is a compilation book of personal stories and she's one of 35 authors published in this book. Here is Hina. Welcome, Hannah. I am so pleased to have you on the podcast today. Welcome. Thank you so much. It has been my pleasure to know you and I love that we get to rendezvous again um, on something that's so exciting. Thank I you. love it. Oh, my pleasure. And I love how, how we met and, you know, we our paths have crossed in so many different ways. And I really had the privilege of getting to know you deeper and like such a beautiful side of you. And I'm very excited to share a part of your story with our community today. So thank you so much for being here. And to get us going, the first question that I love to ask is what does confidence mean to you? Simply put, it is being able to say, I can. And I can say that now because I have done a lot of saying, I don't think I can. 
or I can't. Um, and it's not because I really believe that I couldn't, but I wasn't sure that I would be able to really produce what was expected. I see. So not say, saying I can't or I don't think I can gave me a little bit of room for allowing myself to fail. And I think in time what I've learned is to say I can does not mean that I won't fail along the way. Right. And so when I accept failure as part of that process, then I can say I can. And to me, that feels like confidence. Um, I might mess up. I might have all kinds of things show up and challenges. And maybe I might have to change some things about what I thought I'm going to do or what you thought I was going to do. Yeah, but let's give it a go. Sure. It's to be able to say yes, even when we're not sure that yeah. it's exactly what we think it should be. The word should. Yeah, that kind of pokes in our confidence. So Yes, totally. I love that perspective. And it's so amazing. And it's so true that it's very much when you show up in acceptance of reality as it is, whether it's going to go our way or not, as opposed to not showing up because we want it to be just this way that quotations we call success versus, you know, accepting whatever outcome I think is really freeing. And it's true. It's a great springboard to quotations confidence, right? So I love that perspective. <laughs> and one of the things that we've spoken a little bit before we hit record that I really would like to bring it back. And I think it relates to confidence as well is that calm uh, concept and a lot of us women have this of all those injected values, right? All those injected, you know, priorities or things that we are supposed to do, things we're supposed to meet or ways we're supposed to behave. And you and I talked about this as this, you know, at least it feels like this rigid mold that we put ourselves into. And most women don't break out of the mold because of fear of what's on the other side. So, Take us through what does that mold looks like to you? And I know that you started to break through your mold. So give us a, a bit of an insight in what that looks like in your life. I think, uh, I don't know if it's just like we're talking about women, but I think uh, the struggle with molds and com complying with the molds or breaking molds, I think that is a human experience. Yeah. Uh, in our in the way our world is structured, women seem to hit those challenges a little bit more, uh, just by the way it's kind of been designed for historically or whichever way. Um, my um, my sense of being constricted by moles started years ago in the form of relationships, and that is where most of my energy goes in my own life. Mm -hmm. Everything else comes secondary. Really, <laughs> somehow I've always had a little bit more of my um, uh, engagement in them. And I feel like that lesson of those molds has kind of transpired in other aspects of my life too, as I've had to make changes in my career and what I should be doing in a, in a professionally after I have a certain degree that I spent so much time in and my parents invested and we immigrated to Canada so I can have that education to have this profession so I think those molds are just not when I say just, I really don't mean to minimize their power or their 
importance too because i think there's yes. there's a value in them too um it it starts with all the um explicit or implicit expectations that we carry i don't want yes. to get put on us because not all expectations that we carry are being put on us by other people or by a culture a lot of us do it ourselves yes right because we have certain standards and maybe they came from a certain impact so that is a really deep kind of place and it's so personal for everybody so speaking they keeping in the generic sense i think molds are also containers and containers are important like when we make anything if we were to bake a cupcake without the mold <laughs> yes. the cupcake it's a flat <laughs> piece of batter it's a cookie it'd be right? a pancake yeah <laughs> right so i think there is value in molds i think it is um it is our own journey to recognize that we are even to even have a sense that we are in a mold like until somebody feels constricted they don't know they're in a mold and it's okay yeah. that everybody is in a mold not everybody struggling with them so i think when when that feeling starts to come um that is that is the point where um i feel it really helps to be connected to our intuitive senses and um you know whether we break through them whether we stay in them those choices are also personal so i'm not about making anything right or wrong mm -hmm. i think when we feel for me so i can speak you know i have to make it less general i have to speak from my own story yes I absolutely for me i think for me uh if i feel constricted like just whatever that sense is like in a in a closed kind of way if i feel tight from being in a certain situation whether it's my own thought about what can happen or an external environment i know that i i need to push break through the mold or push it i found not all molds are hard i think there is opportunity often to push up against the boundaries of those molds and stretch them and i think if we stop if we're not so afraid of hitting the boundaries of our molds or wondering like you said wondering what's on the other side they may not need to be another side maybe we can actually just stretch this and we have more room to yeah. play yeah right? um i have broken molds in my case it was uh, the format of family that i had i i left my marriage because it just wasn't the right mold for me and it wasn't the right mold for my ex and it was not certainly not the right mold for my son uh i broke that mold and i had no mold which felt great for a little while and then it took me a while to also recognize that without a mold i don't really know where i'm going i needed containers i needed and i think we all need that whether it's in the form of relationships or routines or structures or things to do people to attend to pets yeah. to take care of you know anything that yeah. kind of gives us purpose um those are those form our molds and slowly i think my definition of molds has changed i've my molds that i do have in my life are intentional and the ones that are not chosen that are part of my life because of decisions i've made i have a lot more ease in my ability to be there and stretch where i need most boundaries most walls you can stretch them we just have to learn and a little bit it takes a little bit of hitting our head against the wall to realize okay i need to push a little bit softer so it'll stretch if i go hard at it 
I will feel the impact if I go soft at it. Little stretch with me. So I think there needs to be a little bit of playfulness and that confidence thing that you talk about. Like I can, what's the worst that'll happen? You know? Yeah. yeah. And get support along the way. Like I, 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 I can say this now, but I'm talking about a journey that started back in 2009 when I first started to question, this is not the right thing. Something's not right in my life. So I'm uh-huh. speaking like many years later and there's no timeline. Like it's taken much longer than I thought it would take me to kind of uh, arrive. I don't know if I've arrived, but I just thought like, okay, we just keep moving. And when there's a constriction, don't be afraid to push up against it. Right. So I love it. That answers that question. It's a long long answer. (laughs) No, that's great. Hey there. Are you a woman over 40 who wants to release excess weight but keep self-sabotaging your progress? If you are tired of all the all you need is more willpower advice, then I created just a free training for you. Set aside 60 minutes today and I promise you it will be worth your time. I will go over the three main mindset shifts you need to make if you want to release weight for good, which does not rely on willpower. I will review to you why the strategies that worked in your 20s and 30s don't seem to work anymore, and I will also show you which hormones play a big role in weight release once we turn 40 and beyond. This is a value-packed masterclass, and it is for you if you want to discover my step-by-step system to help you regain your energy, get rid of cravings, and get back into alignment with your body. And of course, drop some pounds too. All you have to do is go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash free training to watch this on-demand masterclass or just send me a DM on Instagram for the link at naturally.joyous. So again, it is naturallyjoyous.ca slash free training. And one of the things that touched me prior as well was something that you knew it was time for sort of starting stretching or breaking, depending on that mode. It was very much that feeling of unfulfillment. And I know that that is something that a lot of women relate to. But I think what you've done that I really thought would be a perfect example to model that to us is that the permission aspect of giving yourself permission to break the mode or stretch the mode because you're unfulfilled, I think is a very difficult step for so many women, but such a powerful step because the more true fulfillment we feel the closer we are to the authentic most beautiful versions of ourselves right and give us an idea or it it could be very specific to your relationship whichever way you want to go but give us an insight in terms of when you made that decision or not so much decision but you started to contemplate back in 09 that that relationship mode wasn't fitting for you what was that journey that you took in terms of getting where you are today So I think the biggest challenge that um, keeps people, women, from um, wanting to push the mold or like bring attention to the fact that there is some constriction is all the resistance that comes from 
the people who are living in such malls too. Because yeah. you know what happens when I say this is not working out for me, it makes other people, and this is my opinion, I own completely, this is my opinion. When I say this is not working for me and there are other people around me who are living in that, whatever that thing is, if, when they start to wonder, if they agree with me, then that might suggest to them that it's not working for them either. And that's a yes. difficult truth to face. Oh, yes. Right? So I think there is generally, um, like when somebody else is doing something that we have not done, we try to want to make them wrong because that's how we feel that we are also right. Yeah, it's a protection uh, mechanism in a way. Right. Especially if we are kind of in the same mold. If I'm in the same mold as some other whatever people and I start to want to break those walls, that kind of shakes up security of those other people, right? So for me, that was a really big challenge that I did not expect. Like I didn't, I, I didn't think it was going to be an easy transition or easy conversation, but I didn't expect as much resistance as I got. And that would be from your family, you mean? From my family. Yes. Um, and like, and not to make them wrong, I think it's just uh, to, to break something that seems to be working fine for the world must be something have you, like there's a lot of uh, invitation at that time. And I use the word invitation because I'm, it, it didn't, it wasn't so much inviting as it was shooting like you should yes. <laughs> yes. um, there was a lot of uh, making me wrong to even question the sanctity of that mold or to or to suggest that I'm not appreciative that I am wrong that I'm ungrateful for having that construct which just wasn't working for me I didn't question the construct I was saying it's no longer working for me and it seems like if it can't stretch, then something needs to happen. So it took me a really long time from 2009 where I had started to kind of bring that conversation up with myself first and then slowly outward. Um, and I found that people just didn't want to hear. People didn't want to hear. They would tell me to shut up, essentially, in their mm -hmm. own ways. And then they would they wouldn't want to engage more so I for a long time struggled with that too and felt that I was wrong I must be because these are all people who love me who are my well-wishers who are in the mold they wouldn't so it's not like I I um just kind of went and said I don't care I'm gonna go break this mold um it took me a long time to kind of keep feeling like no it still doesn't feel right so I just kept expanding my circle of uh sharing what I was what I was struggling with and then when I found in my exploration of self that the small this concept it's actually it's my human like it's 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 a it's a it's a period of growth and I've probably outgrown this and the challenge is going to be there I think that actually slowed me down because I really wasn't expecting it to be such a difficult thing yeah so I had to sit with that and and I, I, it was really hard to come face to face with the strength I did not have to break the mold, to get out of the mold. Um, and I don't know if I would, I knew this then, but I can say that now that I realize now that all that time where I thought I wasn't doing anything, 
I was strengthening myself and I was impacting the mold. The mold was falling apart. I was making changes. I was scaring people out of their security pieces. And a lot of people actually fell off. And they said, sorry, we can't. We got to stay in our mold. And all the best to them. And it, it's not about saying this, it's wrong for everybody. But when it's not, when it wasn't for me, I had to choose to leave. And I think for me, it's been a, a long journey. It's been a very cathartic journey. And there's been periods of loneliness. Um, and I can say that now. And I don't believe that I'll never feel the, those those dark places of loneliness again. I mean, I think that's just, we go through cycles of that as we keep uh, breaking through another mold yeah. to kind of grow more. Um, I feel like... Um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> yeah, no, no I'm going to intervene quick because I want to just highlight something you said in past. It's really important that the concept that when you were doing that inner work and you were working on rebuilding yourself and really understanding what do you want, right? Which is on the other side of knowing you don't want that, but what do you want? Right. Like you said that some of the quotations in action that took place were actually what exactly what had to happen. And I think in our world, like people only value action, right? The the right. quiet, the silence, the introspect, and just like giving yourself space a lot of times is seen as we're not doing it or not doing enough. And I think through the process, you've demonstrated that that is as equally important and beneficial for this rebuilding and healing journey as being out there doing all sorts of things. So I really wanted to highlight, but also commend you for that because a lot of people are not comfortable in that space. It's vulnerable there, but I think it's really important, right? And you, there's, this is a part of your story. And I think that's even important to highlight that from the sense that there's going to be other women that you may not have enough information at this moment to know, but you know that say that marriage is, you know, it's time, right. Yeah. And what's on the other side, something else you said to that I wanted to kind of go deeper is on the timeline. And I had this experience when I had my surgery that I thought that recovery would be physically speaking so much quicker. And it was forever. It felt like forever. Um, and when you're, ending a marriage in a relationship, like the case you're talking about, you know, like you mentioned a couple of times that you didn't think he would take this long, right? So let's talk a little bit about that because I think for women that are in the process now, having the right expectations sometimes really settles the heart. So sure. take through that perception, what you thought it would take and really what has it taken timing wise for you? So I think that is true for any kind of transition. Transition needs time. And anytime we try to rush it, um, we're only skipping a step that's going to show up later on. Yes. Um, <laughs> we have to attend to, right? So it's totally. like those things. If we don't deal with it now, it'll deal with us later, right? So yeah. um, in my case, I just, for a long time, I just didn't know what to do. So when I didn't know what to do, I, um, I did, I did all uh, the only thing I could, which was just, I guess, process and sit with my thoughts and continue to kind of explore deeper in, 
in a way that turned out to be my spiritual journey. I didn't know at that time that's what I was doing, but that's what I was doing. So from you asked me about timeline and like I want to say the transition is like that personal transition and also simultaneously who I am in the world, what work I do in the world, how I contribute in the world, that was going through a major transition too. I know now and I've known for a long time that those two have to do something with each other. They have to somehow yeah. integrate, but they first have to both break down at the same time and all the pieces had to get rearranged. Now this is like divine timing, right? We can't rush it. Yeah. Um when I thought I was going to get out of my marriage, my son was I'm going to say 2 years old. When I left my marriage, my son was 8 10 years old. So it took 8 years to to make that happen. And that doesn't mean that I knew at when he was 2 years old that this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I just had an inclination that if if things don't change, if this mold doesn't adapt enough and if my partner and i can't make it work together then i don't know if i can stay that's all i knew nobody ever gets into a relationship or a marriage with the yeah. easy thing oh if it doesn't work out i'm going to leave <laughs> right never a fickle decision so anybody who thinks like you're not thinking straight no i mean i guess people make those hasty decisions i like to believe that most people who have to go through that don't make that as in a in haste right so it took a really long time and i had to really uh face all the resistance um because it wasn't going to go anywhere and i guess i don't know like some people would have said you know i was stronger than i was working full time then i had a job that paid really well i was in a career that i wasn't really aligned with but i didn't know i was going to get out of it at that time um i could have left but what for me what didn't make me leave at the time was that i need i it felt right for me to wait for there to be more harmony and somehow intuitively didn't feel right time for my son right i mean without getting into the circumstances of my particular life i felt like for his greater good it's not the right time i w- i never thought i would i was never of the mind i'm going to stay for my son it wasn't about that at all it was just it wasn't right time I knew something needed to change and I kept working towards that harmony and we got as far as we could to have that harmony um and then when the timing was right somehow it happened very like when the when the timing was right it didn't take long for the process mm-hmm. to move through and I I can see now that the less I resisted and tried to control the outcome the more seamlessly it happened but that doesn't mean stuff wasn't happening in the background like the oh yeah it, i'm always like i i can be accused of thinking too much i don't see that as me thinking too much i see that as i really i go deeply and i really introspect and i reflect and i don't make emotional decisions uh in a fickle way like i'm mm-hmm. i'm Yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm a deep thinker and for me um I just will mention quickly like writing was my way like people process in different ways writing yeah, sharing yeah. in circles all kinds of things but writing was a bit of a theme that kind of repeatedly um became a thread where I could hear myself like we when we feel alone in our struggle with molds um it is really hard to 
feel valid because most of the external uh, response is don't do it. It's bad for you. Don't do it. Are you sure? Are you sure? There's so much influx of doubt and caution that it clouds our knowing. Oh, yeah. And so writing is where I, I felt like I could ground with that and I could process the things that were coming on the outside from the outside and be like, yeah, no, but you know what? This is what emerges like the dust settled into the writing and then I would know the important stuff is always stay on the surface so the timeline it, it was a long timeline but um if it had happened earlier I would have been facing different challenges exactly um so I can't complain because I'm still in a I it's not about still where I am today is a much more empowered place I didn't know how I'd get here uh, it didn't always feel along the way that I was moving towards an empowered place. Um, but if I ever look back to where I came from, even in my present struggle, I was always grateful that I didn't give up and that I didn't become complacent just because I was too afraid of what would happen. Yeah. I am so grateful for the connection or whatever it is that kept me committed to living in that alignment with what didn't, what feels right. Like if it doesn't feel right, I'm not just rolling over. Like I'm a very reasonable person. I, I can, I, I'm, I'm not afraid of conflict. I'm not, like, I can process difficult emotional things. Um, alignment is key. And yes, I just stayed with that. And I wish it happened earlier, but you know what? I'm not complaining because when it happened, I think for my son, it was a really great age where he was more ready. It worked for me, right? So I yeah. think whatever timing is right, there's no right or wrong that is universal. Um, that is so beautiful. Yeah. You've given so many golden nuggets that, oh my gosh, and I am certain that a lot of women going through this are relating to so many aspects of the things you said. And I love to what you said that you didn't do it or not do it because of your son, right? And I think that's such an empowered place to be and something really beautiful to actually express. But at the same time, you looked for the harmony in respects to making the process as easy as possible on his behalf as well. So it was like a beautiful balance that you were able to find while still honoring yourself, but also like very much like you said, that you know that eventually at some point or even in current times that the relationship and your vocation, the two worlds are going to collide back in a very beautiful way, right? And we've spoken about this before that my mentor, Dr. Demartini says that our biggest voids are really what drives our biggest purpose in life, right? And relationship, like you said, has always been a very big, strong part of all areas of life for you. Yeah. And I just love what you were able, not intentionally, unintentionally, it doesn't matter, but what you were able to do and build over this technically very difficult journey and what you were able to do and come out on the other side. And I think just even sharing your story here and in all the other ways in the book that he wrote, the chapter that he wrote, 
all those ways are impacting so many more people than you even realize. And I think that is already a very clear demonstration of that purpose, matching that vocation and everything you've gone through. So my, I have one final question for you um, before you can share with us how people can find you. Okay. And that is looking at now at this rebuild phase, right? Because you talked about the before, the resistance, the timeline. Now looking at you rebuilding yourself and finding your purpose and really choosing life to live by design, not by default, right? Which I know conscious living is really important to you and it's beautiful. What would you say is the best and the worst or most difficult piece of the rebuilding of yourself? The best and the most difficult. The most difficult is, um, for me, was how lonely it felt. And it felt that way a lot. I had never lived alone before I separated from my ex. I was 40 years old then. And I felt completely unprepared for a grown-up life, even though I had been a grown-up and I'm a mother of a child. And I did a lot of grown-up things really well, but just just living alone, just who I was to myself. Like I, I had to do a lot of shadow work. And I'm very grateful for having had my own space to myself to be able to do that and not have to negotiate. So I always... So I think the most difficult thing was the loneliness. And the best thing was um, not having to negotiate with anybody. Mm. How? I love it. I create my new molds. What if I won't, don't want any molds? How I do what I do. And being able to completely choose who I connect with, how much I connect with. Now, of course, everything like within reason, certain things you you do because they're part of your life and that's okay. But I still, like even those, I chose more intentionally. So there are certain things, certain relationships that are forever in your life and I'm grateful for them. But in having the autonomy and the space to kind of do the shadow work, I started to see the gifts in a lot of these things too. And that's really a very lofty idea. And it's really hard for us to see that when we're struggling. Yes. Because really when I was struggling, someone told me that I was like, you know what? Like you can take <laughs> all that talk and go home and like, let me be. And like, I'm going to lick my wounds because that's what I want to do. I love, it. I love that permission that I kept giving myself. Yeah. I, if I needed to feel sad and cry, I'm going to feel sad and cry. I have my permission. I don't need anybody's permission. I don't need to put up a smile because it makes somebody else uncomfortable if I'm crying. Just the autonomy is very empowering. It is even more empowering when I learned to ask for and really lean on the support that was available for me. But oh. I think that is the learning experience. Like I had to go do it myself and find my weakness and be like, oh, but I need support. And then finding the grace in being able to lean on support. And to be able to lean on support is a very courageous thing. I think to ask for help and the, to lean on the support, it's a courageous thing. It takes a like the vulnerability there is such a gift to yourself and the person who's supporting you. Yeah. So I, in my 
shadow work really found a lot of uh, resolution in situations and in, in um, relationships. And the relationships that I'm still struggling with, I, I can create distance with a little bit more ease. And I can create ease for myself by knowing that I have a choice of how I engage, how much I engage. And all that work comes with time and practice. And I continuously practice. And I falter, which I talked about in my story. Uh, and then I practice again. So we can always practice again. So oh. there, I think it was a little bit of a mishmash. Wow. Of no, that was like exactly what was supposed to be. Thank you so much for how you know, transparent and authentic and genuine you have shared with us because like just by real, I will very obviously many times, but re-listen to this, even we'll hear new things that you said because it applies to so many different transformations in life, right? And yes, you're specifically speaking about your journey through uh, ending a marriage, but also I know there's women going through even accepting the aging process and accepting menopause or, you know, grieving the loss of a family member or a career ending all those big transformations. I think there's a lot of equivalent wisdom in what you shared. And I know you're a very eloquent person and I know you process a lot of your emotions, but the way you're able to capture all of these things in very understandable ways. I think you did a brilliant job and I'm just so, so inspired by you. And for our listeners that would love to learn more, connect with you and be part of your world, what are the best ways for them to find you? Well, I am mostly um, present on Facebook. Uh, they can find me um, at Hina GM. So H-I-N-A-G-M is my uh, handle. Facebook handle, but yes. if you look for Hina Mahindru, I think I might be the only one there. Uh, <laughs> the, my first name is H-I-N-A, and uh, Mahindru is M-A-H-I-N-D-R-U. And I am, I'm dabbling on Instagram as I get more comfortable. I'll do a little bit more um, at Hina underscore Mahindru. So that's H-I-N-A underscore M-A-H-I-N-D-R-U. Those are the only two places I kind of sometimes uh, show up and have some things to say. And um, I love, I love, I love um, genuine conversation and thought-provoking conversation. So yeah, come and let's, uh, let's talk and see what happens. Oh, Hannah, thank you so much again for your time. This was so special. One of my favorite episodes by far. And thank you so much for what you do for not just healing yourself, but also lifting all the women around you. Uh, you are very inspirational and I'm very grateful for your time today. Thank you for having me. It has been a joy and a delight. I love it. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Confidence From Within. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous and I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy and until next time.